Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Welcome to another episode of 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom. This week, we have Chris Cooper, CEO of Zeppelin Cleaning Services, a commercial cleaning and custodial residential air duct and carpet cleaning company. And in fact, it's the fastest growing commercial cleaning company here in Michigan. So we are very honored to have you here, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It is, uh, it's an honor to be here. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, actually, uh, Zeppelin Cleaning Services is located here uh, in the same building, anyone Kirchhoff, as Pearl Planning Gross Point. So not only um, is he my neighbor, my office neighbor, but also a friend. And I really wanted to have Chris here today to share with us uh, some tips on how to start a business. As a financial advisor, I get calls from people who say, you know, I have this idea for a business and I have some money to fund it, but I really don't know what to do to get it off the ground. And not only is Chris super successful in starting Zeppelin Cleaning Services, but I feel that he is always willing to help others also start a business. And that seems like a passion of yours, right? Getting people... From the idea stage to a business stage. I love it. I was like so honored when you asked me to do this because this is like what I want to do. But where I see myself going in the next five years is helping others do the same thing because I've been so energized by it. Yeah, I would help anybody I could. I'd love to do it. So maybe we could start out, maybe tell a little bit about how you started your business. Because I, I heard that you used to, you had a full-time job and you did this kind of on the side. True story. Yeah. So I had a full-time job. I worked at a car dealership uh, during the day and I would get to work at seven o'clock in the morning. I would work till usually six o'clock at night, sometimes eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock, and then go clean commercial businesses after. And it was a grind. I mean, I won't lie to you. It was, you really find out what you're made of when you operate on, you know, two and a half hours worth of sleep. I was just going to say, so when did you sleep? You were working <laughs> um, seven and then like in bed by like three? And do it like three days in a row and then, you know, take a day off and kind of recoup and just, you know, you know, muster enough energy to do it again. And it all worked out. I mean, and that's, I think the biggest thing that I will tell anybody who wants to start a business that if you're willing to work hard and you're willing to take advice from the right people, it will work out for you because you hear all these statistics that 80% of new businesses fail. Well, the reason that they do is because people don't want to put in the work, they don't want to put in the money, and they don't want to put in the the sacrifice that it takes to do it. Now, do you think that that's an important element, though, maybe being involved in the business? Because I do have people sometimes that just have an idea for a business, they want to hire people to do the work, but I feel like maybe the idea that you did the actual work in the beginning um, maybe helped you building your business versus there's two schools of thought to that. Um, I definitely like the fact that no matter what goes on in my business, I have a a very healthy knowledge of how it operates. And um, I've done it before. There's, 
There's nothing in my business that one of my employees will do that I haven't done before a thousand times. So I, I do have that advantage. However, it doesn't necessarily preclude me from being involved in a plumbing operation. You know, there if if I decided to invest in a in an operation, I think that I could bring some value in terms of how to grow a business and uh, from a management side that would be useful. So the long answer to your question is that um, <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> is uh, that it is good to have experience in the business. It's never a negative, and it's always a great thing. But you can do it without because the recipe is the same. So you're saying the number one thing in your mind would be that willingness to work hard, whether it is actually doing the, the service, if it's a service job, or just working hard on the business. Working hard and having a vision. I was never a person who bought into company culture for a long time, and now I'm a huge advocate of it. It's almost the most important thing about having your company because if everybody has the same vision, then it's so much easier to make things happen. Like the employees. Exactly. Yes, because everybody brings something to the table. Somebody brings a talent into knowing how to do something. If you all have the same end goal in mind, then Sharing your vision with the employees. You said one of the best pieces of advice you got was when business is done right, everyone wins. Your customers, your employees, and your company. Absolutely. I mean, you may even succeed for a little while, but in the end... Um, you have to be around for the long term. Um, and that number that I quoted about 80% of businesses failing in the, in the first year, I mean, that number skyrockets after five years. And so if you don't have, you know, everybody on the same page, including your customers and including your employees, then it makes it very difficult. You started off much smaller scale, but when you got to the point where you were going to grow and hire people to do the work, did you have a formal business plan of like, I need to do X amount of carpet cleanings, vent cleanings to make this profitable? Like, how did you organize that? So have you read the book E-Myth? I have, actually. Okay. Do you want to explain a little bit for our listeners in case you yeah. haven't? So, let, so E-Myth kind of breaks down um, how you should operate as a business owner. So there's there's two schools of thought. You're either a business owner or you are a sole proprietor. Um, one person operates the business, does all the work, collects the money. They do pretty much everything that's a sole proprietor. Business is something that operates with or without you. And I'd say the, the difference came to me when I brought on a partner because he had a vision that this isn't just a sole proprietorship. This is a business that will operate you know, with, with you in it, but can operate without you because you put the systems in place. So that's probably the most important part is a great system you want. And that goes back to everybody having the same vision and then putting those systems in place and, and moving forward that way. So you would recommend anybody thinking about starting a business to read? I would highly recommend anyone. Yeah, okay. <laughs> for sure. That is the number one book to read because... And I'll put a link in the show notes for our listeners so they can look at that. And so to reference that book... I was the guy, you know, who was the technician. I was doing it, doing it, doing it. That's a phrase you'll see in the book. You're, uh, you're somebody who just, you know, is grinding and, and doing all the work instead of focusing on growing the business. And um, thankfully, if I had some people open my eyes to the fact that 
Um, you are more successful when you stop doing it, doing it, doing it, and start looking at big picture. Okay. When, so, like, when did you move from the <laughs> grind to, like, growing? 2017 is when I finally quit my day job because I was making more money in my part-time gig. And uh, a year later is when I was approached by my partner to say, hey, you've got a really good business here. Um, I think you've, I think you're 60% of the way there. Let me give you that other 40%. And I was apprehensive at the time and I didn't want to give it up. But I did, and I can say it was the best decision of my life. Now, am I saying that everyone should take on a partner? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying for me, I didn't know enough at the time to be successful on a bigger scale. I didn't know how to create a system. I didn't know how to advertise. I didn't, I didn't know so many things. So your partner kind of fit some of the things that you're not familiar with or your strengths. You guys complement each other on that. 100%. So that if you are going to partner with somebody, you're looking for somebody who isn't like you, who brings so much to the table that you're like, you're overwhelmed. You you have to get out of your comfort zone and, and let somebody tell you how to do something. Now, as far as capital to start up the business, did you use your own funds initially or did you get a loan or how did you fund your business idea? I funded it through myself. It was through car sales. It was like, oh no! I mean, yeah, I mean through that, through savings, through debt, through almost filing for bankruptcy two times to do this. I mean, you you really have to be able to look in the mirror every single day and look doubt in the face and say, "I'm going to do it today," because there's no one else who's going to do it. You know, you are the bottom line. You can, it's not like going to a job where you go to the job, you do the job, and you get the paycheck, and it's you every single day, and you have to be able to do it. And then things like COVID test you again. Mm -hmm. I was, yeah. But I'm somebody who loves the struggle, and I embrace the struggle. Like, it's, I mean, that's what's fun. That's what makes life interesting, right? Is, yeah. And so in encouraging people to get from that idea to a business uh, it's not necessarily going to be easy, but you have to be willing to put in the work and then also not fold under pressure. Oh, it's yes. That's that looking, looking yourself in the face and then saying no to doubt all the time. It's uh, it is challenging. I'm apparently somebody who's drawn to discomfort. So <laughs> here I am. Uh, doing... Somebody who's drawn to discomfort. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And that's how you grow. I'm sure it's uncomfortable every time you expand and just kind of makes you nervous and I'm I'll be 43 years old in a couple months I'm completely different than I was at 33 some ways good some ways bad all right so put in the work be prepared to struggle what else what would be so again this is someone who has an idea for a business and just needs to like take that step to make the business happen from idea to business ask somebody who's done it before I can't stress that so many people who will help you because they feel like I do now. They feel like, hey, this is great. I want so many people to experience this. It gives you so many opportunities. And it gives you opportunities to do just great things too. Before, I was in a position to pay my bills. Now I'm in a position to create jobs. I'm in a position to bring awareness to charities. I mean, so many great things that I can do through entrepreneurship. 
it's just a different world and it's fun. Right. I'm sure that adds an extra layer of stress too, because now you've got the stress of not just like providing for your family, but for your employees' families and there's other people that are on the line. So it's a different kind of stress, but being an entrepreneur puts you in the driver's seat of controlling that stress and actually having the wherewithal to do something about it. Uh, I think Jeff Bezos was quoted as saying, stress doesn't come from the problem. Stress comes from the inability to deal with that problem. That's huge. If it, it is a tough thing if you don't have the ability to deal with your problems, but I've never felt more in control in my life than I do right now. And the biggest thing is, is people. You know, if your business doesn't revolve around your people, whether it's your employees, you, your partners, your customers, if you're not, if you're not on the same page as they are, it's not going to work. It has to be. It has to be. You have to get people excited about what you're doing. There are so many people who sell insurance. There's so many people who sell houses. There's so many people who sell hamburgers. But the ones who are really successful are the ones who engage with everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it be um, through the community, whether it be um, just having a friendly personality or anything. I mean, these are the people who are really, really successful, who engage other people and want different ideas. And I think people root for those people, right? I mean, like, if you have people that want to see, see you succeed and, and I will just give an example. If somebody is looking for air duct cleaning or carpet cleaning, myself included, but there's always a list of people on Facebook that are like, oh, you like Paul Zeppelin. <laughs> I love Zeppelin. Like you have a huge fan base, locally at least, you know, mm -hmm. and that's how you've grown your business. So, and you do that by being an engaging person, getting to know the community, you know, in, investing in the community through charity, through just involvement, attending events, being around, right? Yeah. And you have to love that stuff because, I mean, if you don't love that stuff, then don't start a business. Because if you don't love people and you don't love um, uh, hearing other people's stories and getting involved in other people's lives and things like that, then don't start a business. It's not for you. You know, stay in your shell. Um, stay in your job, <laughs> do what you're doing because this is stay in your cubicle. Yeah. Every business is about people. I don't, I don't care what you do. Yeah. You know, if you're a financial advisor, like you are, it's about people. If you're a restaurant owner, it's about people. Um, if you're a meter maid, it's about people. I don't know about the meter maids. <laughs> right. I, I, I was testing you right there. I was testing you right there. I don't think right. so. They're not no. very people. Really. Everything is about how you interact with people and, and how you can get them to um, be on board with your vision and offer something, you know? Right. That is interesting. Cause I would say, like you said, it's not about sitting down doing a financial plan, crunching numbers for people. I love delivering the plan. I love working with people, telling them they can retire when they want to retire. Um, telling them that, you know, that as long as they continue on this path, they're going to be fine. I mean, that interaction with people and helping people is what, makes me love my job. And that's that's exactly what it, what it takes. I always say people don't buy for two reasons. Either they don't like you or they don't trust you. That's the only reason people don't buy things. It's not price. It is because they don't like you or they don't trust you. And it, you have to, I mean. So likability, trust factor, those are important. 
the most successful people I know are successful in everything they do. Uh, people in the community, they're just, they're good tennis players. Like whatever, <laughs> whatever. They, I, played pickle, play? I played pickleball last night. And now you think you're a good tennis player? Well, I'm not a good pickleball player because I broke my wrist in February. Was this your first time back? That was my second time back. Okay. Yeah. Are you a little like... Oh, yeah, I'm definitely not where I was. I'm definitely a six out of ten at this point. But That's fine. But bringing it back to business, I don't know how we got to the pickleball, but uh, Chris has offered to help. Absolutely. I pick my brain. Because I, I found it so exhilarating to talk to other people who have done it. And nice. I have actually reached out to people I don't know who I just, I've seen their business. And I'm like, that's an awesome business. Who owns that? And I find out. I talk to them. I want to talk to you. Yeah, that's let's so cool. Drinks. Let's go sit down and have lunch, whatever. They want to talk about it. I, I have a great story. My grandfather did plastics injection work. In plastic products. That was probably a very lucrative idea. Oh, back in the day. I mean, right when it started, you know. Yeah. And he passed on the hula hoop and the disposable razor. Really? Yes. He was like, Chris, you had to see like this guy in my office trying to do a hula hoop. He's like, it was <laughs> not the best sales pitch in the world. He's like, and the disposable razor. He's like, why would somebody throw out a razor? It's a perfectly good razor. You know, just... Yeah. No, so. Do you watch the show Shark Tank? I love it. I know. That's one of my favorite shows, too. And I love just watching. But I do think sometimes that's the interesting part about it is somebody will have a good idea, but just no business sense. Some industries take, like, an education along with your product, right? So I would say that's, in my business, like, air duct cleaning is that portion of it, right? Some people aren't familiar with it, so they need to know, like, why it's important and things like that. I mean, in carpet cleaning, everybody has been doing carpet cleaning for a million years. I don't have to sell the importance of carpet cleaning, but I do have to sell the importance of air duct cleaning. So, Fair enough. Um, so you educate your... Yeah. Did you do any research into the market, like the competition, like how many people were out there cleaning then? Yeah, and what's interesting is that Southeast Michigan has the highest concentration of duct cleaners of anywhere in the United States. Get out of here. I swear. But guess what? So you did the research, and you're like, oh, there's a lot of competition, but I'm going to do it better. So look at what Burger King does, right? Every time McDonald's sets up shop, Burger King sets up shop right across the street. Why? Because when people think about it, they're hungry, right? They're heading up to that corner. So here's here's the thing. If there's there's a bunch of companies out here educating people on the importance of air deck cleaning, yeah. well, I'm in a perfect position to take advantage of that, right? Okay. I didn't know Burger King does that. I know that Lowe's sets up shop wherever Home Depot is. That's um, fascinating. I had no idea. Yeah, I know that there's some gas stations that set up right across the street from other gas stations. It's because it becomes a destination. And, you know, so people think about, yeah, when I'm hungry, I'm going to head up to this area. And Okay. I mean, think about just when you get off the interstate. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm learning something new, so thank you for that. Any last words, anything else that we should include in here? Um, maybe in the show notes, a link to any other books or websites or... Now is the best time in the world to become an entrepreneur, and I'll tell you why. Because, you know, people used to get a job for security because you had health insurance, and a retirement, a pension, things like that. All those things are not as good as they were. An entrepreneur right now is the best job security that you can get, I think. Because I don't have one boss that can fire me. 
and take away my whole living. I have 2,000 bosses. So if one doesn't like me, I have 1,999 others. Well, thank you so much, Chris Cooper, CEO of Zeppelin Cleaning Services. I'm going to include a link to uh, his company website where you can reach out and contact him if you have some questions or need some inspiration or just need an honest opinion on whether your business idea is a good idea or not. And uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing your inspiration and your experience as a business owner. Thanks for having me. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.